Hello, uh, welcome to Frivolous Gravitas, episode 21. Uh, today we're going to be looking, talking to Chris. Well, I'm going to be looking at him a bit. Uh, he can be quite handsome. Hopefully uh, not too much. <laughs> and Chris is uh, really interested in talking today about uh, ideas of right to repair. So uh, I'll start off with a couple questions that will probably get you, uh, your brain linked to this topic a bit better. If you make something... Um, is it yours? Do you get to keep it? Do you even get to use it? Uh, and maybe do you even get to sell it or, uh, borrow it to lend it to somebody? If you buy something, car, video game, book, journal article, is it yours? Do you own it? It has someone else's name on it. Maybe Toyota or some video game maker or whatever, maybe it says John Deere or Apple on it. And do you get to do whatever you want with it? Well, that's one thing we're going to explore. More and more nowadays, we have companies and organizations um, not completely driven by capital interests, but um, probably mostly, I'm sure there are other ones such as um, credit and um, trade secrets or what have you that go by the adage if they can't fix it they have to buy more they should only be able allowed to watch this once you only paid for one viewing of this movie and so on and that kind of stuff so with that let's hand it over to chris and uh ask him so do we actually have the right to repair the things we own <laughs> well i'd like to think we should and uh I don't think we do, <laughs> and I think we'll get into that. But just before we start, I wanted to make sure I point out that I guess for today's show, I also wanted to talk about like intellectual property and patents and just the way that companies are enforcing their will and their marketing strategies upon uh, purchasers and owners of, of properties and goods that they that they acquire. But we'll start with right to repair because it seems to me like the most egregious and topical because it's always in the news these days. Um, well, it's also one of the simpler, like it, it, it's definitely a simpler place to start. Uh, and it'll yeah, allow it's us relatable, to... I think. Yeah. So um, to keep the right to repair discussion a bit academic and avoid devolving into another rant session, because I think this is a subject that's really important to approach dispassionately as possible so yeah. that the plight of consumers is taken seriously. But at the same token, I mean, this is frivolous gravitas. That's what we do. So we're going to be jokey with it. <laughs> There'll be a bit of frivolity, but we are being very grave about these. But things. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> so the right to repair movement and legal action initiative, which aims at making it illegal to prevent consumers from repairing their own purchased hardware. So um, an example of this, I guess, in I think 2012, Massachusetts passed uh, an act for protecting motor vehicle owners and small business repairs or something like that. Uh, it was essentially forbidding vehicle manufacturers from requiring repair services be affected at exclusive repair shops. So without it, companies try to force extra revenue from their consumers by, uh, by rendering their vehicles useless, basically, unless paying an extortion fee for, to the vehicle maker uh, to get it fixed at a dealership, uh, which would have otherwise been just a standard automotive repair. So 
companies even try to prohibit consumers from fixing not just their own vehicles, but their own hardware devices and electronics, especially. So Apple is quite known for this. But I guess since I started with the auto, I just, well, yeah, it's not just the auto industry. I think I might've used this um, example in a previous episode recently. It might've been the um, virus one where um, Megan's grandfather is a mechanic uh, while he worked for Sienna. It's not CNN, CN. Um, and uh, he um, knew how to repair basic machines. He knew how to, like, he built machines that he needed instead of going to buy them. You know, that kind of guy that uh, certain admirable qualities in, you know, hand working. But he would, if he had a car problem, he would just fix the car himself because he understood how the car worked. After a certain point, cars got, you know, computerized, which did help them. You know, you get... Um, regulates flow you get all these lights that don't that are a lot more accurate um with the dials than um they would have been had they been purely analog um carbon emissions especially like yeah. a good way of keeping an engine more efficient is its firing timings and you know yeah. some cars well, even change their gear ratios based on how hard you're driving like, it allowed it also we it allowed us to get rid of you know armstrong steering and uh yeah which i think we had a I think when that first car I had that we used to do nonsense with had um, that power windows. Yeah, power windows, <laughs> which work when it's cold. Um, yeah. And um, these um, these advancements made it so that oh man, I, I don't have the ability to fix this anymore. He's they're not analog anymore. It was beyond his comprehension. But that doesn't mean he. And eventually it became, you know, you have to have the certain device in order to alter the computer. You have to have, um, you can't get in there without, you know, you can change your spark plugs, but if there's a light on, you have to go to the dealer or something. Um, but even then they recommend, you know, you, well, if you want to, if you buy this car, just make sure to come back to the dealership to get your oil change. No, <laughs> get a panel, do it myself. Um, yeah, and that's sort of what really wrinkles my scrotum is that the companies are telling us exactly what we can and can't do with the products that we buy. So mm -hmm. if, if I buy a car and I decide that I want to uh, modify my vehicle, as long as it's within road regulations, like it's street legal or whatever, right? which is governed by law, not governed by the company I bought the car from, right? it should have no bearing whatsoever how I use or manipulate my car. Like Plus. if I buy a hammer... To have Mastercraft or some somebody tell me how to swing my hammer or which nails I'm allowed to drive or after three years say you can no longer use galvanized nails. Like <laughs> just to make arbitrary restrictions on the things that I owned and purchased and tools that I used to, to do my business, never mind just for personal use. Even if people's livelihoods are at stake here too. Even if you decide to go run into street signs intentionally with it and cause damage with your car, that's not... <sighs> Like that's not Toyota's problem. That's the police's problem. Right. That, so that's that's your insurance and your city and municipality's problem. Right. Exactly so, right. Um, so getting they, from that and, and like translating that towards things like software and electronics, because most of the way that like John Deere is doing it now is through the electronics mechanisms within their their tractors. They're they're trying to add costs to farmers that shouldn't be there. Farmers would otherwise be able to fix their own products, but the, the vehicle will lock them out. 
if they try to fix it themselves. Yeah. And the stupid thing about that, especially with tractors, is you can't just take a tractor on a highway, which most farms are outside of the city, obviously, Mm -hmm. and drive it to a dealership. Like you're paying exorbitant fees to get your vehicle repaired when it's not even their business what you do with it after you've bought it. Well, you get this in video games too, where you have like always on DLC and, uh, I don't even know if that's the right where you essentially you have to connect to the internet. I think Diablo three did this. Um, I'm only saying that cause go look it up. If you don't know what Diablo three is essentially what happened was you, they released a game that you had to be online and you couldn't log in. You couldn't even play the game unless you were online and you had to play on their servers. Even if you were playing single player, you know, alone without anybody else. Um, but the problem was, is that the servers weren't on, so nobody could play it. So that kind of backfired on them. But like you can do the same thing with a car. Like if your car doesn't connect to the, you know, Ford server, you can't turn on your car, which in my mind is a, I'm not going to buy a Ford now. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's not a thing. Okay. That's uh, not defamation. I don't know if Ford does that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so um, maybe Tesla well, does Video that. games are actually the worst for this. Like oh, yeah. to be honest, ever since they've started putting games like game consoles online, <clears throat> there's a whole bunch of them that you can't even start now. Even if you own the physical disc, they won't even let you boot up without uh, without being online. Yeah, And they do it in all kinds of ways. Like Ubisoft does it with uh, yeah. updates. They'll say you can't play this game until you update. The update has to be done online. So well, you could own the disc and just want to play the, the release version of the game. But because they decided to rush their game out and they decided to put blocks on, on their downloads, um, or their playability without uh, updates and things like that. Like you have to literally trick the system by unplugging your console before an update comes out just to make sure you can keep playing it. Yeah. Or you and pirate like Elite it. Dangerous does it. Yes. Um, if their servers go down, the game's just useless. Even yeah. if you've got the thing and everything's been downloaded and you don't need anything from their server, they won't even let you turn the game on. Well, we're, we're almost, we're also skimming over the worst software developer, Adobe. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm still on games. Give yeah. Me a, okay. PS3 just this year. Okay. Stop supporting their their PlayStation 3 console. Sony just arbitrarily, not because it was costing them too much money or anything. Like the game servers from the PlayStation 3 compared to the PlayStation 5, you're talking like 60 gigabytes per game on a new game, two or three gigabytes per game on an old game. Yeah. Not even nearly costing them money especially considering you've got like Amazon web services and stuff that they can run or Microsoft Azure to run all their servers. Right. So the logical conclusion is they did it so that people stop using PS3s and they Right, but that affects the resale value of a product that I bought expecting to be able to resell it. So if somebody wants to use, like if you already have a, a login ID and credentials for your PS3 games, no problem. But as soon as you try and sell it to somebody who is too young at the time to own one and has never played one before, mm-hmm. they can't create a new login. <clears throat> that means they can't play a whole bunch of games. And none of those games put warning labels on them saying, hey, you'll be locked out of this game if Sony ever decides to not let you update anymore. Yeah, that's well, the kind of thing that really pisses me off is that they're not being even transparent about it, and they're just arbitrarily choosing for no reason. It's not under duress or because they have to. It's because making, they just want to cost people money because they're they making can. an intentionally inferior product. Because I remember, <clears throat> well, anybody who's old enough will remember a PS2, you could play PS1 games on it, and then a PS3, you could play PS2 and PS1 games on it, and then the second generation of ps3s came out and they're like no 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 no. if you want to play those old games you have to buy a new version of like 
Final Fantasy VII, or you have to buy a new yeah. version of the, that PS2 game on this system. So now you have to buy this second game of that we produced, you know, 20 years ago at you know an inflated price. So they're going to charge you another 20 bucks for it to use it on this platform. And they'll force you to download it. Yeah. So you have to have servers up and running for it to work. And you can't Which make means a backup you need a copy subscription. of it because they have DRM that protect uh, digital rights management or whatever that protects it. But on top of all that, as if that weren't enough, they pre-install apps on your system that you can't get rid of. Oh, so they, you do that on your phone too. New consoles. Like what the heck is Bixby? Um, I'm sorry, <sighs> Sony. Bixby is the worst thing you've ever invented. Maybe not, but I hate it. <laughs> but it's just like, what if I don't want it? Like I, I watched DAZN because I love Premier League football, but if I didn't watch DAZN, it would be really annoying to have a DAZN app constantly like mm-hmm. blocking down my bandwidth and updating every week when I don't even use it or Crunchyroll or you yeah. know Disney Plus or Amazon Prime. Like I don't want that shit on my hard drive. Well, I just is, don't want it on there. Which is why, well... You can you can opt like if you know how to use a computer, um, like and this goes for all of this. Is that if you know how to if you know how a car works, you can kind of get around some of this. You don't need to go get your. You can change your own oil. You can change your own tires or your own rims. You can um, uh, if you know how to use a computer, you can set up your computer. Like I've pretty much killed Cortana on my on my Windows Ten. No, but you can't get rid of it. You're you not allowed it, to. Though. You're not allowed to delete it. It won't let you. Uh, that and, to me is the problem because it's my hard drive they're using. Yeah. So if, if I go in here, like back in the old Windows days, I used to be able to go and then go into uh, Windows and then, you know, mess with all the, the stuff in there. Um, now, if you mess with it too much, you have to just reinstall Windows on your computer. But you're not even allowed to go into System 32 or whatever. A certain, oh, I can go in. I think I got around it because I needed to get in there. There are certain folders. You can do that, what you want, but the registry will, every time you boot the computer, it'll just throw it right back on there. Like yeah. It's like a virus that they implant on your hardware right from the get-go. Yeah. So like I've done a lot of work on my computer that generally the average person won't know how to do um, in order to have the, my computer not have these uh, you know, RAM-stealing apps on them. Um, applications programs um on them that uh i don't need um and like you get antivirus uh software which is worse than the actual viruses and stuff like that too yeah so, norton yeah notorious for it like norton it's McAfee, worse than getting a virus. On your computer get them off go get like i'm using i'm not totally going to tell you which one i'm using i'm using an open source one that's all i'm going to tell you <laughs> <laughs> because i don't need to pay for virus services well that i don't trust so i'm not going to give them money if i don't trust them and there's there's so many examples of it too even with each product it's not like they just do one little thing and they're trying to scam people out of paying them more money for things that they already own and bought but like sony did it right off the hop with the ps3 on their first update maybe there was their second i can't remember exactly pretty I bought the system with the expectation I could install Linux on it, and there was an option built into the into the Sony OS saying install Linux. Yes, I do. I was like, this is phenomenal. I can make a a little computer and have a gaming console with one expense. And if you didn't do that right at the beginning of the PS3 release, you know, 
is nothing. <laughs> yeah. And so I bought the model that does it and made sure that it was allowed to do it and capable. And then when I finally tried to do it, it said, you have to run an update first before we'll let you install anything. And then I ran the update and then the option was gone. Mm. Like that to me is shady because I owned it under false pretense. Like I purchased it under false pretenses. And that's what really bothers me about this stuff is how, um, not just that they're doing it. If they're forthright with it from the beginning, saying we're going to put limitations and restrictions like a lease does when you lease a car, that's totally different from selling a person a car outright and then putting lease restrictions on them. You know what I mean? Well, Winrar still lets you use it even though you don't pay for it. What's that? Winrar lets you use it even though you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, and there's a lot of free software that lets you do that. Yeah. And but like the thing is is that they're all these all these groups are relying on to some extent on the ignorance and the and I don't want to say laziness. Apathy. It's, it's apathy, apathy, but at some point it's like ugh, do I wanna do I really want to learn and spend the time reprogramming a PlayStation 3? <coughs> like the <coughs> entire <coughs> operating system yeah. like they go out of their way to block it off in the firmware, right mm -hmm. down at the hardware level. So it's physically impossible. Yeah. Even if you wanted to do it, you can't. It's just like the tractors of John Deere. They right. will sue you. They will take you to court for violating the terms of service of the product they sold you. But that's like saying, you know, I bought a jug of milk, but I'm not allowed to make cake with it. I can only have cereal. Like, F you. It's my milk. <laughs> I can put it in whatever I want when I'm cooking. Right. Or like a pen, if they tell you what you can and can't write with their pen. If they don't tell you when you're buying the pen what limitations and restrictions there are on it, how could you honestly be, um, an, an, uh, what do you call that, a diligent consumer? How can you do due diligence as a purchaser if they're not telling you or making available the information that you need? So... What, like we've got into software and hard and like games is a huge one for me just because of the the new prevalence with downloadable um, downloadable games where they they trying not to sell physical copies anymore and I kind of get it if they were cheaper. <laughs> I do my like personally not, I like um, there's a few $60. parts of me like having uh, not you know you're using less uh, you're using fewer resources when you know all that plastic that went into making the cases for the discs for the and all that stuff in the physical copies and i'm like oh that's a lot of resources that we're not allocating to shiny disc covers and uh a part of me likes that but you know at the same time it's nice to hold it but and it but it does take up shelf space and if i move i have to take okay whatever i'm not getting into that but one of the things about games and why it's so prevalent right now is there's the legislation around video games isn't really tight yet. We have a lot of legislation around books and authors and like art and stuff like that. But video games are kind like, especially an online video game or something that you're selling online. Um, it's different because a book, you know, you write it and then, you know, your family or your estate keeps it uh, until, you know, it's public domain. You know what? The only difference is people in government understand what a book is. Yes. They don't understand what electronics are. And that's the biggest problem is our lawmakers are so old. And I don't say that to be ageist or prejudiced. I now, mean, literally, they don't play video games. How would they know? Now, to me, that's, 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 I, I understand the argument. And I actually, I think it's a very valid argument. But 
I think we also, to some extent, need to kind of expect our lawmakers to know what the, a video game is because, like, my father is coming up on 80 years old and, like, his profile come up on Steam playing Borderlands. It's like, it's not an excuse. <laughs> and um, they should know. And just because their constituents don't know what, you know, a loot box is, they should have an idea if you know ea has their headquarters in their constituency uh, yeah but so. he, here's the problem you've got gamers who don't know anything about law or rights or protesting or activism or, or engagement or you know and i'm yeah. not saying blanket statement all gamers are ignorant i'm just saying most of them are kids and most people who play games aren't studying in their free time and just playing for one hour here and there yeah most people who play games play games that's why they're most of them <laughs> right and that's because it and on the other hand play games and the people who have time are generally going to be the people who are younger and less educated yeah just and, by consequence not even by fault who have the time are going to go do senior things unless they you know decided to tinker with computers in the 80s and discovered <clears throat> these new cool things that the kids were playing with <laughs> yeah but even in the 80s if you bought something like a dishwasher or a fridge they they give you a schematic they yes. show you with a diagram how to fix it yourself if it breaks. Right. That's totally different from like not only not providing the diagram, but also injecting faults into it to artificially make it degrade faster than it should. Mm -hmm. And Apple got booked on this for like their updates intentionally making the, the cell phone batteries look or die sooner. They didn't actually die sooner. I mean, okay. The user experience, the battery would die sooner, but the battery still had charge in it, but it was reporting to the the iOS that its battery was lower than it actually was, yeah. so it would shut itself off. So technically, it didn't break the battery, but if the battery is rendered useless by the, by the hardware, which you can't avoid running because Apple won't let you run any other operating system on their phone, they're intentionally making your phone less useful just so that you buy a new phone. Right. And the, well, Apple's actually a really interesting thing to bring up too, because, and this goes for the gaming industry and John Deere and um, I don't know what else we have a couple other ones here. Oh, the uh, Epic Game Store and uh, Apple Store are both at uh, in court right now over a big battle. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to get into is that Apple stuff. especially is known for just lie. We can pay, we can, the legal fees are going to be less than we'll make for lying. And you know, if you take them to court and if you get like a bunch of people and, you know, get all your stuff together and take them to court, Apple will just be like, yeah, sure. We'll take the fine, whatever. We'll keep doing what we're doing because they'll just keep doing it because they can afford it. So yeah. And they have a legal team. So imagine if you keep getting the same lawsuit filed against you, you only have to do the work once to defend yourself. And even <laughs> if you lose point. every time, every single person that sues you has upfront costs. Right, they're poor the, now. The game is stacked in, in the favor of the juggernaut, which is the opposite of how a functioning economy and society should work. You don't stack the deck before the court's even opened a case. Mm. Like, well, and if you, take, if you take Apple to court and you're in, um, and you're living in like San Francisco or the, uh, that constituency, <laughs> guess which way they're gonna like but like like i'm still i'm we're in canada and we still have to deal with these same issues um and so you get products that don't reflect this um i do have a few good examples 
I don't know if we want to go. Oh, like their power connector. So on their laptops where the power connects into the, the, there's just this tiny little chip that burns out because of the heat from the power that goes through it. Right. Right. Or the stand that they sell people for a thousand dollars. Yeah. So they tell they this ten or eight dollar part or whatever eight dollars US ten bucks Canadian this ten dollar part that any person watching a 10, 15 minute YouTube video could just fix themselves just with oh, yeah. a video in front of them. The Apple forces you by contractual agreement from when you bought the the device to go to their Apple store and the Apple text will say it's fried. You need to buy a new one. Well, or we'll charge you a thousand dollars for labor parts and we'll have your your device for five days. Assuming you don't have to mail well, it off to one of the repair depots. Here's like, the other thing. Try charging your phone with a charger that didn't come in the box with the phone. It literally takes three times longer. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's something to do with power regulation, though. Because yeah. the ones that come with it are higher amperage, higher voltage to do fast charging. But Yeah. and But like there, I feel like these are a lot of bad examples. I, I, I'm trying to think of some good examples. In the, oh, no, spitball. Um, so one of the things that, uh, I'm, I'm noticing is that, um, you can repair these things yourself. Now there's two things and there's going to be very Jordan things. Um, the first thing that comes to mind are firearms and firearm optics. Now, generally when you buy an optic, like a scope or a red dot and you break it, that company will fall over backwards to just send you a new one. Like, oh, I dropped in uh, I dropped in the gravel on my driveway and they'll be like, don't care, here's another one, send us the old one. Like, they won't even question it. There's like no questions asked. Like the warranties for your lifetime and it's like, we want you to just use this forever. Um, you're buying an optic, you're getting an optic that should last what we said on the box. And if it doesn't, and like, We've heard like there's always stories when you go and talk to them about them. They're just like, oh yeah, this company will, like they won't even ask you. They'll just replace it. And there's always like urban legends of them giving, like some guy like opening it intentionally and them just giving you know that kind of stuff. Like more McDonald's customers does that. If you right. walk up to McDonald's and say, I don't like this burger, make me a new one. They don't even ask you why. Just Starbucks make- does the same thing because they can eat the costs. Yeah. Now an optic company doesn't want to like they have a complicated product. Um, like light refraction is very precise science and they, they need their product to, um, they need their company to be seen in a very specific light because of, you know, the political stuff, but as well as, you know, hunters talk to each other, people who shoot will be like, yeah, I bought this one company. Don't buy them. So they'll talk to each other and they know this. And so they're, they're saying, okay, we just got to stand by our customers. So they keep buying our products. Go figure. (laughs) So so, it's not that it's a bad example. It's just that it's, it's a more uh, complicated example just because of the safety component, like an uncalibrated optic could be a safety risk. If you were, I mean, you're not supposed to be aiming where there's, you know, a propane tank two feet over, but yeah, you know, you could accidentally shoot someone or you yeah. know, missing your target is kind of important with a so firearm. The other thing, the firearm itself, <clears throat> and I'm not, I'm not making any political comments about this. This is just the way that you, you buy a firearm, you buy a rifle and, um, you will be able to take it apart piece by piece. Um, some of the parts, like you probably won't be able to remove the barrel from the upper receiver, but, um, like that takes, you know, some special tools, 
But generally, um, you can, what we call field strip it, which is you take it apart so you can clean it. So you, the owner, can keep it in good condition. And that's one of the things that's expected in that kind of market, I guess, is that you buy something, you take care of it. And mm -hmm. that is... And they'll give you instructions. They'll teach you if you want. Oh, they'll, they'll comes, feed you resources. Like, like a better company you. will provide you with books on... Yeah, <laughs> as much as you want, they'll help you. And um, they'll tell you like exactly what and where and how. And um, that I think is the epitome of what we should be expecting from companies because you buy a computer. Like I built this computer from parts I bought. Yes. I can't build the circuit board because of the fact that I need to build a circuit. You need um, ultraviolet lithography. <laughs> yeah. You need stuff that is so specialized. You need an industrial base, a very um, high tech industrial base, but I buy the components that do a certain thing. I can learn how they work and I can put them all together and I can say, and I can tinker with it. And now I have this box, this computer, I could actually build the box that it goes in. Um, but it's, you know, you have specialized one with like nice hooks and little levers that hold the wires and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's got like vents for this and that. I don't want to spend my time building a box, even though I could. Um, and so I buy a box to put it all in and I, I put it all together, make sure it's working. And then I install the operating system or you could just buy an Apple and have it on your lap, which is nice if you're a university student. But the thing is, is that there's no reason for anyone in our society to not understand basic computer, um, basic computer science. You're using this tool like yeah. Okay. You pick up a shovel. Okay. I understand how to use the shovel. I put it in the ground this. And then after a while you use it, you like learn better techniques and after, you know, you don't need to become an expert with a shovel, but if you shoveled a bit, you can pick up any shovel and use it. Now you're going to be using a computer your entire life period. Like, even if the world fires apart, there's still going to be computers. It's just tough. <laughs> um, all TVs now are smart TVs. They're yeah, all computers. Which is why I got a projector. <laughs> but um, the... So going along with that, if you don't mind, I just quickly interject there. Yeah. Is, um, with computers, if you don't want to learn all the parts and how to put things together and like finesse the box and jimmy all your wires, you could still buy a pre-built computer with stuff put together. And after you buy it, two years later, once you learn how to use it, you can still open the case and put in a new PCI expansion card. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with that with a PC. Right. You just need a screwdriver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, and, and you can just stick your head one. in and look at it and all the parts are identified. They've got like bus widths written on them. They've got model numbers you can look up so you it's, can find. Even on the outside, it's like square and, peg goes in a square hole. All the holes are like color coded now. Yeah. <laughs> and they do that intentionally because people are buying parts for their computers. Even if you don't want to, the option's still there. Yeah. And, and you, the thing about Apple is once you buy it, you don't have the option. So you're basically getting a lease on your hardware. And that's fine if you agree to it up front. But if you're going to update a 30-page legal document of terms and services every two months when you update every one of your products, nobody has that much free time. That's no. why we're buying computers is because we don't have enough time to do ledgers by hand. You could makes spend you think that we're going to scour through legal documents. Well, you could spend that time, that, that time scouring through legal documents. Uh, you could spend that time learning how a computer works. Yeah. Like, how do, well, the thing is, is that on my computer, uh, I found out I didn't need a laptop every day. I didn't need to build, bring this 
pre-made thing around with me, which had less power than I needed or than like, than it could have had. And I realized I could just use the computers at university or, and I could wait till I have to like to use my computer at home. So I just bought a tower. It's like, I don't need a laptop. I can have more power and I don't have to have this thing on me. I don't have to be tied to it. Um, and what, what's, what's, what's more is that I can hook remote devices up to my computer in the rest of my home. If I wanted to, I could hook the speakers in my kitchen up to my computer, have that, have the control run to my phone. I could just be like, play music. I could run YouTube off of my computer downstairs into my kitchen. Why not? And, uh, well, what about latency? Well, now you know what you're talking about. So you don't, you're not one of these people who are going to, uh, worry about an Apple computer. Now, the other thing is, is that I have the option and this is, I guess we're getting back to freedom here, which, um, I like. I don't say it like that. We mean it this time. Yeah. Freedom here. Freedom. <laughs> we are and, indeed talking about personal freedom. And I have the, yeah, and I have the freedom to install. Like I can delete Windows on here, or uh, actually, I, on this one, I have a Linux shell, which means I can just click on it, and I have uh, archival software on here. But if I wanted to, I could just delete Windows altogether, put Linux up, and uh, organize it whatever way I wanted to. And that, and what's stopping you from that? Now, the thing that's stopping is with, and this goes for like a car with a video game is that all these companies have an inherent interest in you thinking that their product works on magic. Well, how does a car work? Oh, I don't know. An internal combustion engine isn't that difficult. Um, and like there's YouTube videos online that will teach you exactly how like the engine of a Toyota, uh, you know, whatever uh, Corolla will work. And, you know, there's a million YouTube videos that will teach you how to change every and fix and clean every part of that Toyota. The only problem is, is that you're worrying about the body of the car having a little rust on it when it's the engine and the wheels that matter. Uh, now it's the same with a computer um, with Apple say, Oh, it just works. And, you know, and, um, but the thing is, is that it's really not that complicated. You can go in and you can set it. You, by not allowing by like, you know, you right click on your display settings and it doesn't show you very much. And you have all these different, there's so they're, they're hiding so much from you in the options and settings of your computer. Nowadays, if you go back to say something like uh, windows XP um, it's completely different what you're allowed to do. But and even today with windows 10, if like I have, four computers that I dual booted Windows and Linux distros on the same hard drive. And right. you have to really go out of your way to stop Windows from screwing up everything else on your hard drive. You have to go, you have to install Windows first because it needs a, a DOS master boot record for some reason. Right. And then when you go in there, you have to shut off like disable fast boot. You have to disable and it's under power options and then change administrator power options. And like it's in this weird, weird place that you can't even do a search and look up for it on its own. Well, you have to know exactly which nebulous topics to go into will give you this one little blue link on the sidebar, not even in the menu right. to be able to enable, uh, disable this feature feature so that you can boot from another operating system. There's no reason it has to be there. Never mind default, never mind hidden. There's absolutely no reason for Microsoft to own the way I use my hard drive. It should be a tool that I choose to use on my hard drive. Yeah. This kind of I goes... shouldn't have to dance around it. It's my product. Well, I bought it. 
<laughs> kind of goes back to like Ted Nelson saying the computer is a general purpose machine. Now, if, if Apple says, now Apple isn't making general purpose machines, they're making university notebooks. It's like, and then or like stations. Yeah. And then everyone has their magical device that they have instead of learning how to use their, you know, uh, and then not understanding what the difference is in while they're taking notes in their class when they spent, you know, a thousand dollars and they could have spent $5 with a pen and pad. Like, but what if your pen company started telling you what you can and can't write? This is why it's important because it sounds stupid, but it's literally the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's literally the same thing as buying a pen and being told by a paper mate that you're not allowed to write curse words. Right. None and of their business, what I write. <laughs> no. And they, and the, like when I say magic, that's kind of, well, we know what you need to use it for. You're, you're surrendering not just your ability to you know, fix the machine you're using, but you're surrendering aspects of its use. Now, it bugs me that I'm not actually the administrator of my own computer. Uh, <laughs> I had to do some like computer gymnastics to get access to certain, um, to get certain access to certain places in my computer. It's like, oh, you need to be, you know, administrator, but your administrator isn't actually the person who runs your computer because Windows owns your computer. No, 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 no. So, I had to set being administrator on your own computer in Windows 10. Windows 10 doesn't actually give you full access to everything, and you have to like jimmy it. And, and it I, doesn't stop key logs either. No. Windows every time, like if you put a, a network traffic logger on your Windows system, every single day it uploads stuff to Windows to Microsoft, even though you've checked off and opted out of reporting problems, bugs, fixes, or anything like that. Right. All of those options I switch off from the second I, I install a new, I used to be a computer technician, so I've done a lot of installs. So I turn off all that stuff. And if you set up a logger, uh, Microsoft still uses usage statistics and they use it for things like, uh, oh, well, we just want to make sure that uh, the things you type in your search come up more easily. Yeah. Don't That's use BS. I've sent them feedback reports deliberately telling them, hey, your search engine sucks. Like in your operating system, I'm looking for a power option and I can't find it, even though the label for that option is fast boot. If you type in fast boot, it won't find it. Mm -hmm. It'll say, look for it in power options, but power options doesn't have, you know, Hey, do this for fast boot. You have to go into the sub menu and then find the administrator and then you can change it because well, it's grayed out. Yeah. They like don't tell you that they're logging your keystrokes in the background and uploading it to Microsoft servers which to, is a waste to improve my computer Cortana. <laughs> Yeah, which I, yeah, which... But nobody asked for Cortana. Nobody. Not a single person has ever said, man, I wish that there was a really useless voice-activated tool pre-installed on my computer that I can't get rid of. It didn't like, work. Yeah. And that only showed me results uh, like, oh, uh, Cortana, show me, um, I don't know, uh, show me this game. It's like, that game doesn't exist. Oh, wait, it's because it's not Xbox exclusive. <laughs> It's like here's but Halo. It's for the, Play Halo. The weirdest things too, like just because they're trying to make money off you. Like um, my network adapter was installed by default by Windows in this last boot that I just uh, installed that I just did a couple months ago. Right. And Microsoft installed it wrong, or something happened, so the the Wi-Fi wasn't working. So you think I could go through a device manager or something, uninstall, and then reinstall it? There's six different places where you can do this, and only one of the six places worked. Mm -hmm. Like, 
improve that. Why are you recording my conversations when I think my computer's off to try and help me have a better experience when you won't even change basic things like uninstall and reinstall a driver without going through some stupid prompt of like a troubleshooter because the manual version doesn't work anymore. Well, like, this kind of there's just no reason for it. This is kind of scary when like scary is in like, but like if we say, you know, I've heard like car companies want to track your car now or something like that, or cell phones want to make sure that, you know, you can't turn off your, um, your, well, if you turn off your, uh, geez, if you turn off your location on your phone, are you actually turning off your location? That's kind of the thing is your cell phone, like tracking wherever you want. Now, right now there's legislation to make it so that you can't track, but like there's one thing about, and I'm sure there's a lawyer or something listening. that's going to be like, but it's not illegal. If you don't get caught is one of those things. Now doesn't mean it's right, but, um, if you are spying on somebody, you know, um, also, you know, to my CSIS and FBI and NSA agents, I say, hello, please like this. If you're going to spy on me, at least like and share my videos. Come on. Yeah. Count us as a view, at least. Like, you can <laughs> comment. Like, we know you're there. So um, <laughs> use a VPN. Look up Tor browser. It's not, you know. See, the really sinister part of that, though, is when a vehicle is tracking you, the only thing that they want to know that for isn't for engineering purposes. They've already run through all their quality assurance to make sure their vehicle lasts long enough that they make money on the sale of the vehicle. Right. What they're actually trying to do is sell that data to an insurance company so they can set your premiums based on how well you drive. Like, that's not right. That's like... You are content and you're not... Like, they're selling... You you are working for them and not getting paid. You are not getting... Like, that is... So... So it's not like a brand or a logo on a t-shirt where you're advertising knowing that you're buying a Nike shirt with a Nike swoosh on it. See, Mm -hmm. that's up front because when you buy it from the store, you know it's a Nike shirt and you know you're going to be a brand, a logo, and and you're walking around advertising to it. Well, you know who made it. You know how it was made. You know that the peop- the only people that got paid for it were the designers and the owners of the company. Um, and <laughs> Not they, the children that are starving. The shippers got more money than the people making the shoe. Um, That's true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like the truck driver is making more. And not that truck drivers are bad. It's just if you're a truck driver, you know, you're lucky. You're not a, sl- you're not a child slave laborer. <laughs> right. Now, if you're going to be a child slave laborer, you should at least get paid for it. You should be able to afford food. Yeah. And like not work in a place that, well, that's the other thing is that. With suicide nets. Yeah. That's what I was going <laughs> to You have these things that don't allow that, that almost like enslave their users. And that's okay. That's hyperbole. But, but um, they, they essentially. Not by the definition of slavery. It's true. coercion. <laughs> but they, they, and well, it's deception because you, they enslave their users to acting and using their products in a certain way. So you are limited in your action of their use of your of these things. So you know, oh, I use it for this and that and this and that. But like, you use it in a certain way, and um, and you're limited by, by your access to their peripherals. Blah blah blah. But then it's made by you know, you're buying the aesthetic and you're buying the experience of the Apple store, which is, uh, 
shivers. It's just, I don't trust it. And then it's being made in this clean fashion, but you know, we know we've seen there's pictures. You can go look online for it. And behind that clean, pristine facade is, is, you know, Foxconn uh, is Foxconn and suicide nets at the factory. Why are there suicide nets at the factory? Well, you can figure that out on your own. But the thing is, is that people buying this, the university students who are so righteously indignant over, you know, well, look at the news. Don't look at the news. Don't watch the news. Go outside. Uh, <laughs> stop watching CNN. Um, but then uh, they are not paying attention to the the reality behind the product they're using themselves like they're like you know if you if you go buy clothes and it says made in china guess what <laughs> if you if you buy clothes and it says made in the usa or made in canada well those people got paid and they are functioning members of your community mm. and you're, you're probably paying more but that's the thing is even if it says made in Japan or made in Taiwan, Taiwan is a first world country. Like fight me, China. <laughs> but And even if it wasn't, like we're all human beings. Why should why should it matter if somebody's on another border whether or not slave labor is okay? We're yeah. morally opposed to it. We should just be morally opposed to it. Period. Right. It shouldn't matter if it's okay to Chinese people to have children in sweatshops. Yeah. So it's not okay to us. <laughs> in addition to not thinking about where people are you like where your products are coming from and and not thinking about how what tool you're using and how their tool works and not being able to even maintain their own tool whether it be a shovel a firearm a computer a car how do you maintain your car well I take it to a mechanic like literally changing your oil and making sure your tires are filled anybody can learn we i can teach you that uh online but there's like type in how do i change my oil and you will have to spend 20 bucks on an oil pan you will have to buy your own oil and it'll be cheaper and you'll be able to measure it yourself and you'll get better at it that's a, that's that's how it works you can check your own air pressure you can change your own like they literally for your cabin filter and for your your air filter in your car they literally unscrew a thing with their fingers and then they take out the old one and then they literally drop in the new one and not screw it back in with their fingers. You can do this. That's exactly how computer tech repair works. Yeah. <laughs> Just push the little tabs to release it, plug in a new one till the tabs clip in. Yeah. And then you turn it on and see what happens. So Just like a car. If you're watching this, you can do this like type into Google or, well, or any non buy a search engine duck, duck, go <laughs> yeah i keep hearing go use duck duck go for some reason because it's yeah. just they don't track you so they don't track you and they give you the results you're looking for not the results they want to uh, give you. not really they're not very good but it's the price you pay for not being tracked right yeah obviously you're going to get better results if the thing knows exactly like what languages you speak where you shop where you live how much things you buy. <laughs> yeah. Like I do actually want to buy in referencing an old, um, an old But you can opt into those types of yeah. things on a, on a different browser. I do actually want to buy a uh, generation three super Hornet. Like that would be pretty awesome. Um, so keep advertising those to me. Um, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> McDonald Douglas, if you're watching this, please call me. <laughs> I don't but, even know. So part of this problem isn't just freedom. It's also privacy. And, I, yes. and 
one thing I wanted to mention is I, I hear this argument every single time I approach somebody with the opposite point of view. And I'd really like to preemptively nip it in the bud because it's a terrible argument. So with respect to privacy and like phone tracking and things, we talked a bit about the cars tracking you for the insurance. Well, phones do it too. Yeah. If you, like you said, if you turn off the Wi-Fi thing, you're still sending out data constantly. And telemetry and metadata is very easy to aggregate. Now that you've got machine learning and neural nets, you can see our past video if you want. Yeah, if you want to go into this more too, um, actually Snowden's new book uh, was actually a really good introduction for this. I read it and then I was like, <clears throat> we need to get a VPN now and then i was using tor browser 20 minutes later <laughs> yeah but so the argument i wanted to bring up was they say like if if um if i'm not doing anything wrong who cares if they're watching me and the problem with that is like it, you know okay I'll, I'll just summarize it in one statement if somebody said well we're gonna put cameras up i, I work for the government i'm gonna put cameras up in every bedroom in the entire country but don't worry we'll only look at the cameras when uh, if you go missing or if somebody tries to st uh, kill you, <laughs> well, there's still going to be a camera that the government controls watching you have sex and masturbate and take a piss. And but that like if they don't actually catch anything, they'll like, well, what are these cameras worth? Well, you know, uh, and so. But who wouldn't feel uncomfortable with a government watching them have sex in their bedroom? Right. By law. Like who's <laughs> who is the government to do that? So like if I like it changes like observation changes behavior. We know this from psychology, like every first year psychologist uh, who pretends that they understand it now knows that, you know, by watching a, um, uh, watching an experiment, you change the behavior of the um, people in the experiment. I don't know. I forgot the technical word for subjects? it. Subjects. Subjects. Thank you. <laughs> and so you, but like the thing is, is that if I know there's a camera on me, I'm going to act differently. And the thing that happens is my stress level automatically goes up, innocent or not, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. My stress level goes up. Stress uh, causes will, health problems. Causes health problems, which leads, it leads me to fear, which makes me act more irrationally. And like more prone to illegal activity, yeah. ironically. <laughs> yeah. And like even, even like, um, what do you call those? Like the red light cameras. Like I'm, like I'm a I'm a bit of a rough driver, but I fall like I'm rough within the rules. Um, mm. I just take my turns a bit aggressive, and when the light turns green, I tend to press the uh, uh, press the, uh, gas the gas pedal a little, a little quicker. <laughs> but that's a good example too, because like in that case, we're trying to leverage people's anxieties to drive more cautiously. So when they put up a camera, it's not just to make bank on on catching people mm -hmm. it's to make everybody who doesn't get caught check their speed too knowing right. there's a camera there every time you go by it you're going to double check your speed that mm -hmm. helps lower speeding so right. like we know well enough that this psychology exists and we can use it in our favor in social context but for some reason when the capitalist market takes control suddenly we want to give all the rights and powers and privileges of privacy towards some non non-existing non-sentient entity and give them the legal protections under the law. And all the people who pay the taxes to support the law are the victims of it. And right. they're also being um, Assuming exploited. that company will exist in like 30 years. Like the companies we have now, Apple may not be here. Like they might go bankrupt. Like Disney could uh, easily 
just like make terrible movies into a hole and become completely irrelevant to sell their assets off in 10 years. Um, or just have be- an entire business model surrounded on tourism and travel like they do. And then the <laughs> pandemic hits, like you've got no cruise lines, no open. Oh no, parks. my heart bleeds for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like at the same time, like Facebook, like there's going to become an innovation in like two, three years, probably as the, 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 uh, as the, as these things go, there's going to be an innovation in a couple of years. It's probably going to make Twitter and Facebook completely redundant and useful. And everyone's gonna be like, well, why would I use that when I'd use this? And it's kind of like how streaming destroyed the pirate industry uh, and the pirate industry forced the media industry to get good or well, some of it. And uh, so you have these, like we're assuming that these companies are something that we need right now and so we're regulating in favor of them when we should be regulating um abuses well we should be regulating abuses of these companies can make and be encouraging competition between them because you know they're not gonna the reason the only reason a lot of these things can do it is because they have pseudo monopolies or territorial monopolies so monopsonies or duopolies yeah monopsonies i'm not i don't know this one uh, it's a technicality. Okay, yeah. Not so, important. Um, oh, yeah, I think I remember this. It's not worth getting into. Something that's not technically a monopoly, but acts as one. Yeah. Something it's like, like reverse monopolies and stuff like that. Yeah, anyway. So um, these, because like you can do whatever you want if you're the only game in town. But right now, like Starlink is about to um, like go online all over the world, like allowing like 6, 7G, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's like very high speed internet, wherever the heck you want. Um, and there's actually multiple uh, different versions of this, you know, satellite internet that are about to be coming in. They just have to like get the paper. Well, they've had it for years. They just yeah. had a, they had a bad model before because their satellites were too far out in their orbits. Yeah. So they were, they had really slow connection speeds, whereas Starlink is using a whole bunch of satellites and really near earth orbits so that they can get higher speeds out of yeah. it. But there's and still competition in the market. Oh, there's definitely, there's still definitely that like, um, you still got Viasat and Dish Network. Right. And, and that's not the only game in town, which means us internet provide internet, um, users are gonna in a couple of years gonna be you know laughing because of all this competition all these people trying to bend over backwards for the user like use our system it's like i can't wait that's progress that's yes. how we get better as a people that's then, how we get cheaper service better service and companies get big because they deserve it and they earn it use my service why well because i just installed this new stuff i just made a new g and i paid a bunch of guys to come up with new internet technology so use me and i'll be like sounds cool what are you gonna charge me for it slightly more that's what i want to hear <laughs> <laughs> and because i can still go use these old uh these, these you know i can still go back to you know 5g now if you come up with 6g and right now i think we're at 5g which is pretty cool um but, we can do this <laughs> and uh, like, the thing is too like you had said something before i just wanted to pick on you said um streaming killed or destroyed piracy or something to that effect. Oh, that's specifically um, like movies. I'm thinking. Yeah, right? I'm thinking. I'm saying movies because um, before you know you pirate movies and you wouldn't not because. Yeah, I just I wanted was, to bring this back because this is the same argument they used for Napster back in the 90s. Well, it was they just more that, convenient. 
Well, they, they were saying that artists were losing all this money and record companies were losing all this money. But oh, the no. only reason they were making so much money is because they were defrauding people of money. Yeah. <laughs> they were forcing people for one or two songs to buy 20 of them on one album for $20. Right. So, and... yeah, of course you're going to lose money when people only want one thing of your and you're forcing them to buy a whole set worth of them. So Apple comes in as the big shining hero selling one song at a time. What happens? Sense. You get the degradation of music and the degradation of the music industry. But the music industry has never made more money with fewer artists. Mm -hmm. So, like, who benefited from this? They they have let fewer contracts, fewer artists to sign, fewer scouts. All they have to do is wait for somebody to get popular on their own and then scoop them up. Yeah, their job it, has never been easier it since. It all now. sounds the same. Meanwhile, you have actual artists on YouTube right now, self-publishing. Yeah. And um, and they compete fairly, and like they they don't care that they're not selling. Like it's like oh, a couple cents a, a song, and they're just like I'm in it for the music, and it's like that's what we want to listen to. Yeah, like <laughs> and, my album pays a royalty. I get a few cents when people stream it on Spotify or whatever. What? A, yeah, like I didn't write the album to make money or get a record deal so I can go on tour and no, stuff. There I mean, are a ton of artists out there who just want to produce music for the heck of it. Yeah, they they don't need to be signed to get and, a CD or an album out and like self-published authors is the same way. Well, and like that's I, the, the industry is relying on the, um, established, you know, um, the established infrastructure and the, the momentum of that, even though there's better ways to make produce release, like they're, they, they've got this hype machine that people, you know, sink themselves into and they put that hype machine on your Apple computer and on your phone, look at this, buy this thing. And it's like, you know, if you turn that stuff off and you, you can just listen to whatever you want, but it's outdated. It, it, the medium is, you know, there's better stuff out there. There's newer stuff out there. There's more interactive stuff out there. And they don't want you to know that. Okay, that sounds like a conspiracy. They don't want you to know, but there's people actually doing good stuff out there. But with movies especially, and I know it's because I ran a video store, which was outdated when I was running it, but um, the it was easier and more time effective for everyone involved to just pirate the movie. And then Netflix finally came up with this uh, streaming service, which was available because of these higher, uh, these more efficient and more effective internet uh, infrastructures that just made it easier to just give Netflix a bit of money and then just watch whatever you want. And that became Slight easier. Slight correction there, though. Netflix was originally mailing people yes, DVDs yes. and you'd mail them back. While you were in, while you were running your video store, actually, they were competing with you that way. Oh, yeah, they were. And I. <laughs> I, but half the time you get a disc that's so scratched up, you can't even watch it. So it wasn't even useful. <laughs> right. And so they, but Netflix is a smooth service and that's oh, why yeah. people, well, now it is. And that's why people use it. But here's the thing. So like, and it, it makes it complicated too, because Netflix is running off of react framework and react framework is what Facebook built to run Facebook. Right. So Facebook has this case where, yes, we've been selling and stealing and scraping everybody's data. And we've been making a killing off of it, not paying but it. <laughs> because of us, Netflix has a platform that runs smoothly. So like innovation is a funny it's thing. It's not always cut and dry, but in no. certain situations, it really, really is like um, the phone companies didn't build the phone networks, public taxpayer dollars did. Mm -hmm. So to have the phone companies then monopolize the internet when we all, all we had was dial up that 
to me right there is an obvious point blank. Well, if the customer paid for it and you're charging the customer for what the infrastructure they paid for, you're double dipping. That's theft, in my opinion, or fraud if you're not telling them. But then you get broadband. So cable companies stop now because of streaming. Cable companies don't really have to sell cable TV packages. They can sell bandwidth and people can buy streaming services. But they had a monopoly for how many years where if you wanted one channel, you had to buy a whole bundle of channels you didn't want. They forced people to overpay for shit for years and they made bank on it. And now they're whining and complaining they can't keep doing it. Well, it's like... like they never I, built those cable infrastructures. Well, and if I was did. if I was Major League Baseball and NHL, like I wouldn't even be talking to cable companies. I would be starting to make my own like sports streaming service. We'd all get in it. Like I'd go to like football, baseball, soccer. We'd all get together and be like, "Why don't we just make our own sports streaming app? We can charge them less. Make sure it's good. We'll still we'll be making more because there's like fewer middlemen. We'll be controlling mm -hmm. our own service. We can still do advertising, um, and you can you can license it out to people on TV still. Even yeah. if they want to buy it and only watch on TV, you can still give it to them on TV. Like let ESPN and ABC and like all these let them die. Like competition, <clears throat> the people will find new jobs, better jobs. They you they can you can hire the the people working there. You still need all those men. You just don't need the middlemen. Uh, in like the 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 people that essentially liaise that still get like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year yeah and that to me is a big frustration too is the the compensation the rewards that they're offering the people who set up these monopolies is like they're geniuses like oh you've changed the world bezos by selling things below cost and then reselling people's data you know yeah. surreptitiously under the table how genius are you that you fixed everybody's uh, consumer problems? Like you didn't do anything new. eBay and online stores have been around for, but they just didn't think it was morally uh, sound to yeah. extort and bilk money out of out of their customers. Well, it's like At the um, expense of all my competition. Well, they it's just like the Uber model makes like the Uber model makes sense uh, long term if you. Like Uber is essentially, it looks like their business model is waiting for self-driving cars. So they don't actually care about their employees because they're not employees. Mm -hmm. So they found like an pretty much an unethical loophole uh, to essentially crowdsource people's driving around. But then but people why aren't taxi companies doing this? Like more to your right. point, like why the networks didn't set up their own streaming services first. They waited for someone else to do it. Like this should have been in the cards for years. They should have seen it coming and been like, well, innovation is actually extremely like it's hard to think out of box. And if you're if you're running a taxi agency, you're not going to be thinking about how can I innovate, even though you should. Um, you should probably but, be hiring someone to if say, you just watch the show Taxi from like the 70s and yeah. look at a dispatch center today. They're the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. They the use person it. with a headset and a little computer with um, car numbers. Mm -hmm. And they're just this person goes there. This person goes. It's that simple. Yeah. It could have mm -hmm. been automated by now. You don't even need a dispatcher. Right. You could have an IT professional looking after the dispatch software. They just yeah. chose not to innovate. And it's not saying like they had to they had to invent something that nobody thought of before. All they had to do was produce something that everybody knows is possible to produce. Right. They just didn't. So like but then you say, okay, these the, the you know, at least in Winnipeg, I remember, you get all these immigrants and they set up a taxi company and then they they like they don't want to innovate because they're employing more of their, you know, family and friends so they don't want to 
change that. But the thing is, is that if you are in a stagnant business, your business becomes more and more fragile as time goes on. And all of a sudden, instead of having fewer people working for you, you know, just because you have to fire a dispatcher doesn't mean you're going to hire someone else. You can hire more drivers. Um, mm. But just you, your, a lack of innovation will lead everyone in that business to be unemployed um, rather than yeah. a couple of people. And it leaves the people to get worse service for more money, mm -hmm. which is contrary to the entire point of a market. Well, See, and our market it, systems episode. And it lacks and it, and it incentivizes the employees of these uh, stagnant companies to not innovate themselves. There's no incentive to become more than you are now. You know, they don't even smile when they're speaking. Like you can tell how, I don't know if it's every city, but I know Vancouver, Toronto and Winnipeg and Edmonton for sure. When you call a dispatch, hello, where are you? Do you want a car? Okay. Oh, it's coming. Oh, uh, how long is it going to be? Click. They hang up on you before they even tell you how long the, the cab driver is going to take. Like, yeah, they're so rude. They don't even try to have good customer service because they know they have a cornering the market. Well, even couriers are better because like they know that the like when I was working, uh, when I would be like dispatching paint to a work site, it would be like I call, you know, call her up. It's like, hey, how's it going? And I'd call the one who would be nicer to me and would be able to get the stuff there on time. And I'd call them up, and if they, if I, if we could learn each other's name, that's usually a good, <laughs> that's usually a good sign. But um, yeah, we're social creatures. Relationships social matter to us, whether we want to be practical about it or not. But the practical experience of a relationship is that you just enjoy life more. Mm -hmm. and it's just easier to get along with people that you work with. So but to to have people. Um, owning and operating a, a segment of the market without any competition or oversight whatsoever, but to have them also coercing more money out of their customers, uh, that to me is criminal. They're like, there's no two ways about it. And the law is protecting them because they want to be business friendly or yeah. whatever they call it politically. But all that means is they're getting bribes, donations yeah. from companies to not adjudicate on disputes. Well, and that again is counter, it's antithetical to the purpose of lawmakers. And that's, I kind of want to bring it back a bit because um, it kind of reminds me of a, uh, I noticed something when I was, that I was talking about earlier um, from this is that um, when you go buy, when you go and buy a car or an Apple computer or something, right, you're buying the whole thing. Now, used to be okay i'm not saying like oh the past was better but like we can still do this is that you couldn't buy parts for things and this if the firearms industry you if you need a part you go to a firearms parts store and you can buy the smallest stupidest part like the screw a little pin whatever because you are expected to maintain it yourself and the same goes for cars where you buy a car and, you know, it's like, oh, I need this kind of spark plug because something's wrong. And you can actually go to like Princess Auto or Canadian Tire or whatever and or part source or whatever and buy the parts for your car yourself. Now, some of them are a little harder, and, but you can still do it. And this is becoming more and more de-incentivized. You go to Shaw or Bell or MTS or whatever, and they say, okay, we're going to buy you a modem. You can buy your own modem. You can buy your own router. You can set up your own network and say, I plugged it in. Give me service. And they'll be like, oh, no, but we want you to use ours. It's like, yeah, I bet you do. 
if you but want they me, don't tell you why and again right. that should be criminal like yeah. if i walked up to my neighbor's house or up to your house and said hey can i borrow your lawnmower and then i borrow your lawnmower and then i start uh looking inside to see like how much you've been using it and then i start telling everybody around the neighborhood how how terrible you are at maintaining it you didn't lend it to me so that you'd get a bad reputation in your neighborhood right had i told you up front that i'm gonna like tell everybody I'm how terribly sell you- this I'm going to, the neighbors are going to pay me to know more about you. But like <laughs> you, like, I remember we went into Shaw to get internet and, um, I asked like, well, how fast is it going to be? Like how many, you know, megabytes per second? And she's like, uh, or like, well, and she's like four. And I was like, excuse me. And I was like, for what? And she's like, what do you mean for like four mega, mega, like MBS, MBS, and I was just like, okay, per what? Per hour? Per uh, per like well, I don't know. And she's and I was like, is that bits or bytes? And she's like, well, I don't I don't know. Like, and I was like, okay. And I literally explained to her because I'm an asshole. <laughs> um, but like, they're a, You're a teacher. <laughs> yes, it's it's different. So I said, like this this girl, this poor girl at Shaw is like, I'm telling, okay, a bit is a one and a zero, eight of them becomes a byte. Oh, it's bits. And I look and it's bytes. And I was just like, <laughs> why should I trust you? You're not like, they are a face. They are not a, they're, they're there to be pleasant and happy and uh, not, there's no substance. It's the same at a bank. They like, what's the interest? Oh, the rate? banks are the worst. Like as a person in finance, when they try and sell me their stupid little uh, mutual fund packages, and yeah. they, oh my God, it drives me insane. Like are, are there passively managed or actively managed ETFs in here? Um, it says that there are exchange traded funds. I'm like, yes, I know. Are they actively managed or passively managed? Um, I think maybe... A bit of both? Guess. <laughs> like, what do you mean you think? You're a financial advisor. Nobody goes to get advice that says, hey, um, what should I do? Mm, maybe. Maybe Pudding. you should get surgery. That, that might be important. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's inherently magical that they're making it. It's like, oh, it's this thing that we know. We are the priests of the computer we are the priests of cars we're the priests of um you know the overlords of knowledge yeah and uh don't don't ask us how it works we're the the microsoft priests and the apple priests and the and the nike priests and all this stuff like you can fix your own clothes um uh, sewing machines actually aren't that expensive or you could like if it for a small rip i was you know with sewing. needle and thread uh just like, oh, I got a hole in the seam. That's a very simple thing to fix. Um, there's harder things to fix, but you can, like sewing machines aren't that hard to use. Or they you take, can use that rip shirt when you're changing your oil. Yeah. Oil changes are messy. Yeah. I've, <laughs> like for cleaning, cleaning my firearms, I use like all those clothes become like gun rags. <laughs> my mom's actually making a whole bunch of masks with like reused 100% cotton shirts. She's nice. made like 500 now just nice. to donate to people. That's just a, a shout out to my mom. <laughs> so like this is stuff you are capable of doing this. And I think like if you, but we are like, I know all these students and students are some of the worst for this because like the, the lay person, you know, like my job is to shovel stuff. It's like, okay, whatever. Plumber doesn't like they need to. Okay. Here. Okay. I'm going to make a new argument. Pause. Rewind. Start. Okay. So 
you get someone like a plumber and they inherently have to know everything about plumbing. So there's no magic to it. It's just, okay, this goes like this and this has a thing like this. And a good plumber will be able to uh, know what's going on. They won't just be like, well, this is how you fix it. I don't know why. A good plumber will know well, this, this, this you thing traps the thing and it allows this to happen. So nothing gets stuck in there and it keeps the flow going properly. And so when it's off, it doesn't go. <laughs> so, um, and you can learn this stuff on YouTube, but a plumber will know it better than you. And they'll know all the little, um, what do you call it? The little outlying problems and they'll know how to do, you know, weird stuff and more complicated stuff. And, um, if there's a real problem, you call a plumber. If there's like, that's oh, kind of leaky, I can buy a wrench. Um, <laughs> that's something you can do. You go on YouTube, you find the thing, or you like open up a plumber thing, or you ask your dad <laughs> and, um, What's well, like changing a toilet? You can go to Home Depot, pick up a toilet, and change your own toilet. Right. And then you have these, you have university students who are in university to learn and they're active. And like, I'm, I'm blaming not just, like, I'm not just saying, well, capitalism's the problem. No, like, individuals are also the problem here because you are going to university to learn, oh, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to be a doctor. I don't need to learn anything else. It's like you're going to be using a computer every day as a doctor. Learn how to use yeah. a computer. Learn how to learn, learn how it works. If it goes down, maybe you can fix it before tech support gets there. <laughs> and um, you don't have to spend all that time. At the same time, um, you can learn how to plumb. I learned how to put shelves up yesterday so my cat could have somewhere to sit in the window. It's like I could have bought shelves from Ikea. No, I had some wood lying around so and some spare stuff. <laughs> done and you we're almost being fed all this stuff no you don't need to learn it leave it to the experts leave it to this leave it to that you can become an expert like i'm not a botanist but i have a garden the thing is i'm not an expert runner but running is still useful yes so i could learn to exercise even if i'm not going to be a professional weightlifter right you know what i mean I'm or like you can learn to cook without having to be a professional chef yeah, uh, it's not prerequisite to function in your own life that everything requires some type of expertise. Most things in life, like changing light switches and unscrewing light bulbs, like who calls an electrician to unscrew a light bulb other than a unionized workplace that has to make work for electricians? <laughs> well, and the other thing is you get self-satisfaction from doing it properly. And then you do it again and you do it better and then you get more satisfaction. And then you can say, yeah, I refinished this entire room myself. And that on like the large scale, I think you hit right on the head. That's the biggest problem because without right to repair, you're encouraging and incentivizing people to be um, ignorant and not yes. ignorant in the pejorative sense. Once again, I use it in the, literally somebody who is not aware of something they don't know. Yeah. And when you don't have people fixing little things on their own because they're not allowed to, you're giving them leeway to fall into their their human nature of path of least resistance. Oh, I'll just take it to an Apple store then. Or I'll pay extra for an insurance plan or something that may or may not cover me if if it gets dust inside my iPhone. Well at and least like this this isn't just hyperbole. Like this is what Apple actually does. They sell you a three hundred dollar insurance plan for your phone. And then what, what do they say here? Um it's twenty nine dollars or something at the Apple store to fix a screen. Mm -hmm. But if you're outside the warranty and didn't purchase it, it's 130 to $329. Yeah. They, they intentionally entice you not to do it yourself. And when you grow up like that, 
when your computers and your gaming consoles and your music and your phone and everything you've ever used in your life forbids you from fixing it, you can't handle real life on your own. Anytime something comes up and you get pulled over on the side of the road, if CAA doesn't answer the the call, like the that's our on-road service here in Canada, CAA, if yeah. they don't answer your call and you don't know how to change a tire, they just sit there and wait for someone to help them. Let's <laughs> That to me is a social problem. That's a big problem for society when people are that infantile as adults. Well, and cars have to come with, um, you can't buy a car, like they can't sell a car without a uh, tire wrench and a jack. You can't. But imagine but, if cars came without nuts. Like if you, if you weren't allowed to take the wheel off yourself. Like oh, how yeah. insane would that be? Well, then you could because the company could make their own nuts and make it so that you could only buy the specific because like you have to get the certain wrench and mm. they have a certain size of nut like and um, only this one tool that they build and maintain well um, henry ford did this in the early 20th century he's kind of like i got a love hate history with this guy it's kind of more 60 40 on the hate side but <laughs> he's really interesting though so um he now in canada we have um, square head screwdriver screwdrivers, which is probably one of the best screwdrivers, uh, screwdriver head uh, configurations in ever, just because of the nature of how it works. Now, a guy who invented it uh, in the early 20th century, late 19th century, uh, came up with it. Henry Ford came up to it and said, "This is this is great. This is what we need. Um, this is I want to use this in all my cars, but you have to sell me." Um, the rights that only my company can use. You only sell it, you know, only sell these to my company. So only Ford will have these because he wanted standardization, but he also wanted to corner the market because he was trying to corner the market in the early automotive industry. The guy said no, because he wanted, he thought his invention could be used by everybody. And what happened was Ford came up with another one, which was the, um, uh, the Phillips, the X yeah. or the T, depending on which way you're holding it. Um, and they use that, which is why that is so prevalent in the world now, because Ford was, you know, we'll mass produce this one instead and we'll standardize this. Now, in Canada, we have, we use the square head ones uh, because it's Canadian invention. You'll see, if you see these square heads in Canada, if you see these square heads on anything, it's probably a Canadian product. Um, at least those um, things were made in Canada. Now, everywhere else uses um, the, the Phillips heads. Uh, because Ford standardized it so prevalently, and the straight ed the straight heads uh, were being used by the by uh, like the Soviet Union and whatnot because they were cheaper. There's so. also practical reasons, right? Like oh, if yeah. you have a flathead screwdriver, like the thing slides in and out of the truck. If you have a square head, it. it gets yeah. filled up with gunk. The square heads because the hole's too big. Yeah, so the but the the, works the best because it's like. like the Phillips heads get worn really fast. Uh, yeah. yeah, they strip easier. Yeah, they strip so easy. And like, so but it's... That's exactly how Apple works though. Like I got this little pack here from, from eBay for $1.99 for the whole pack. And it comes with little screwdrivers and like... Yeah, what is that? All this proprietary stuff so that you can manipulate... Uh, yeah. Like screens and stuff just for Apple products because they won't let you or sell you the tools... And they invent screw heads that nobody else uses. Right. Just not because they have to or because of the design or for the form factor or to make it work better. 
No other reason than to screw their customers over do they do this. Now it costs them more to make phones because they're using non-standard screws. Now and they do it anyway. That part there that you just showed me was an extremely Oh, I could go to jail for this technically, but here, that's all of them. That's like six felonies right there. <laughs> <laughs> so those are all extremely specialized tools. Now the thing about a tool is that you don't like the more specialized a tool, the more useless it is. And that's why like the first things you buy, you're like, okay, I'm gonna buy a circular saw to cut things, and then I'm gonna buy a drill to drill things, and then hammer a hammer and you know a measuring tape these are things that you will use on every project and after that it tends to become very uh specialized after that so you make coffee with a kettle and a the french press it's just a cup with a with a push thing down on it least Plenty. specialized thing you can make tea in it you can just hold other things in it but then you get something like a keurig one of those like electronic plastic monstrosities that takes up, you know, two square, two cubic or a cubic foot of space on your counter. It looks like something out of Starbucks. And then you go and it makes subpar coffee. And that's all it does. It actually is so specialized. It is negatively uh, useful because it takes up space. It takes up more space than it's worth. You're looking at one right now, oh, aren't you? Did you know that Craig <laughs> also uses uh <laughs> Uh, domain uh, digital rights management. So if you put a pod in that's that their barcode or whatever, like it's not a Keurig special specified, um, yeah, little coffee pod, it just won't work. Not because it can't work, it just they choose not to let them work. Yeah, just like, so that they can make people pay more money for their own product. Right. So you pay a certain. So you pay a like fifty or thirty five cents a cup of coffee instead of you know. You pay, you know, 10 bucks for a bag, grind it yourself. And then, you know, you paying like a couple cents for every pot pot. <laughs> and then you, um, so it's a scam. And I remember they, they, when I was working at Starbucks, they're like, push the Keurigs. And I was just like, looked at my manager and like, no, this is a useless machine. I'm going to, I'm going to push the French presses. Those things are great. Like, <laughs> but to me, like, it's so offensive. The only software they put in my coffee maker is something that prevents me from making coffee. Like, how is that legal? How How is that even like close to being consumer focused or public oriented or a right. social good? How so, is that a good? Goods and services are supposed to provide a good and a service. Which is why I say like, I, I'm kind of critical of the individual because you're not like the problem is, is that it takes so much effort to like, when you find something like this, if we rooted everything out one by one saying like, um, you know, oh, look, here's this thing. And here's what this company is doing. We like every company is doing some form of this bullshit. Um, swearing money. In the I already jar. did. We're, yeah. we're done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I said asshole, but I am an asshole. So, um, the, every company does this. So to like go through litigation makes would actually be a waste of our time and resources instead of like just learning how to do these ourselves. But if companies are threatening to sue people, it's not really the people's fault for shying away from learning to no. fix things. And like the fact that we're protecting these companies is the reason why people can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And like, like those just, protections need to go away, but the market also, like if we, de like if we start demanding in the market, like 
computer parts, Radio Shacks might come back. It's like, oh, yeah. like we'll start seeing resistor and like transistor stores and like, oh, I'm building. But, but it's own. like an unrealistic demand on the consumer to say like, hey, you could learn how to do this well enough that you can take it to court and explain to a judge and a jury. Right. But the act of learning how to do it is illegal. Now, as soon as you practice and try it out so that you can explain it to a jury and explain why it's wrong, mm-hmm. you can be tried for that. Right. Which, Why would anybody learn to fix something if they can go to jail to be, over it? That needs to be litigated on an umbrella level. So you get all of the criminals at once instead of nitpicking every single instance. Now, if you look at something like Home Depot or Rona or something, you go in there and it's literally like, which screw do you need? Here's the screws aisle. Here's the flooring aisle. Pick your own tile. Here's some wood. Just do with it what you will. Just buy it. And this is literally what I'm seeing that the computer industry this is like the ideal of what I want all the other industries to be because, you know, here's a, like you go into like a computer parts store and, you know, you, there's all these solder guns on the wall that you can be like, oh, which one do I want? And then, you know, there's soldering and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, maybe it's too much to expect us to build our own computer chips. That's too much specialization. There is a line of, you know, there is a line of specialization which becomes too much and like I'm no one's going to build their own computer chips no one's gonna uh if sometimes it is cheaper to uh do stuff because like but why is it legal for them to build into those chips back doors right like that's, that's the phones. problem because i'm not gonna well i'm not gonna build my own suit if i built my own suit it would be thirty thousand times the price i'm gonna go but to you have suit. options you can go right. to all these other tailors but with like right. chip manufacturers you only have three in the world there are only right. three places in the entire world you can get a chip made, or Two four or five time. maybe, like Apple, Intel, TSMC, Global Foundries, uh, Samsung. Yeah, they all have their own fabs. But like, so fine if 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 you need companies to do that type of specialization, fine. But when you've got companies like um, ARM who are trying, uh, Nvidia is trying to buy out ARM, so a big GPU manufacturer in the world is trying mm-hmm. to buy what is previously just been an openly licensable set of instructions for, for processors to work off. Right. Because processors are physical devices that follow instruction sets so that they can be programmed. Mm-hmm. Without, without a, a baseline of set instructions like x86 for Intel. But Intel stifled competition for decades because they owned x86 and charged licensing fees on these instructions. Mm-hmm. It's not feasible to come out with hundreds of different architectures of microprocessors right it's just not something you should own we're talking about move delete copy like basic instructions that a computer needs to read files save files and open files to make that um, intellectual property of a company there's no benefit to anyone except for the multimillionaires and shareholders who don't pay taxes mm-hmm. like that's what blows my mind is the people who get all the tax exemptions are the only people benefiting from stifling competition and innovation. And we're enabling it by protecting those rights of the companies at the expense of rights of human beings for very basic things like privacy, for tracking me, for listening to me when I don't, when I don't want them to put for putting microphones in my television set and not even telling me that there's a microphone in it. And then, Oh, sorry, our our TVs were hacked. And you know, people have been listening in on your television's microphone. You're my television doesn't have a microphone, but yes, it does. <laughs> like yeah. that type of stuff is flat out illegal. It's an invasion of privacy. It's trespassing. It's fraud. It's yeah. coercion. And like 
it's extortion to charge repairs like Apple does for it. Mm -hmm. And it carries all the way into our food supply chains. Like Monsanto's doing it with intellectual patents on, on GMOs. So like cross-pollination, they sue other farmers for a bee traveling from one side of the road to the other. How like just absolute insanity, like COVID um, vaccines. Mm. Like the world needs vaccines so that the world can can curb COVID. But patents are, are, are the reason that we're not producing vaccines to capacity. Yeah. A patent should never be the reason that people die. See our ever. previous episode. Yeah, it's actually got uh, quite a few views. <laughs> yeah, it's Thanks, just everybody. like there, there's so many cases of this, and we become so numb and tolerant to it because it happens. And I think that's why I'm letting myself get a, a little bit testy about it because, like, not believing that this is a problem because it's not um, front row and center, maybe in your daily life, whether it's your video games or your smart TVs or it's your, you know, the pens and tools that you buy or your computer equipment or your cell phone. Like, well, the problem is, is that it's everything not you do or sexist or some other nonsense. It's just, you know, it's just greed. It's just, yeah. And it's not people that are starving. It's the, the few, the very, very fewest people who have the most money on the planet. Those are the people we're, we're protecting their wealth. One of the, it's not like we're, we're getting a whole bunch of minimum wage workers and saying like, oh, we need to pay them less. We're talking about billionaires who are overcharging and violating people's privacies and personal rights to sovereignty. They can. It's like um, the old, uh, those old antacid ep ep uh, commercials where they would be like, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. And then it'd be like, so they want, the thing is, is that you only need one tablet. To get rid of your, you know, your, uh, I don't even remember what that was. Acid reflux or yeah, something. Acid reflux. And they made it seem like in the thing because of the cool jingle that you need two. So they essentially doubled the output yeah. <laughs> or like Pepto-Bismol, which my, uh, which my wife keeps telling me is not a useful thing or cold effects, which doesn't do anything yet. No, cold effects doesn't do anything. Which like is, vitamin C. One person once said that vitamin C might help reduce colds. And now people take like fistfuls of it while they're already sick as if it's going to get them healthy faster. Or like garlic. <laughs> well, you, you can, you can like, Oh, garlic's good for you. It's like, okay. And then they go out and buy garlic pills at the, at the thing. Just go Just buy garlic. garlic. It's a garlic dollar in your food. <laughs> Saute it into everything. <laughs> you can you can leave garlic on the counter, and you can accidentally end up with more garlic. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, too much of it lowers your blood blood pressure, so you can cause heart attacks by telling people that, like, oh, if you feel sick, you should take this. Well, if you're dehydrated from vomiting and diarrhea, and you start drinking tea with garlic in it, that lowers your blood blood pressure while you have not enough blood in your system yeah. it can trigger a heart attack so like the advice that they're giving people even is misleading it's not only that they're saying hey take alka-seltzer instead of uh instead of eating onions they're saying don't don't worry about your diet take a take a pill with an extract from and it don't you dare go out jogging <laughs> <laughs> and then they charge 15 times more than the garlic cost to get the non-natural worst performing uh you know it's yeah. just, it's unconscionable to me. So this, but I think it's because people aren't angry about it. And this is what I'm, I'm trying to get to with this. Because whole like this thing I, we, I want to, I think we want to do in a couple episodes, we're probably going to actually bring in a pharmacist to discuss yeah. this. <clears throat> but know. in the meantime, like for this episode, <laughs> I want to make, 
people angry about it because that's the reason the laws haven't changed. Nobody is angry about their violations. And just being aware of it isn't enough because like we said before, lawmakers don't know dick all about, you know, video games or apps or tele, uh, telemetric tracing data or metadata or, you know, neural networks. They don't actually know anything to judge how severe the problem is. But what they do know is how much donation money they get right down to the, the penny from all of these companies who stand to benefit from it. There, there's no secret to why they're dishing out hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign contributions and stuff. It, it's not hidden. They, they have to, by law, be open about it. But for some reason, we, we think that they're donating money for an ideological um, representation of, in government. And that's not at all the case. What they're paying for is the right to abuse consumers. And that's flat out wrong. And it's because we're not angry about it that our politicians aren't doing anything about it. So that that's the two piece. Well, and yeah, sorry. I was looking at a quote that you reminded me of from the movie oh, Network. Well, go watch the movie Network from ni 1976. You know, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And then he yells <laughs> it out into the night. And then everyone else in New York, because, you know, it's the 70s in New York and everyone else in, in the city just, oh, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And everyone, the entire block. Such a bad reference. <laughs> Whatever. But it's true. No, it's, it's true. <laughs> but it, it's, 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 it's almost hilarious of a movie. But that's not really what I want to get into because um, if, if we, they are, they, 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 like in all of this, Apple and John Deere, they're, they're convincing mostly like the hamstringing of farmers, well, that, that won't really be, um, that won't really be helped by um, farmers learning how to um, make their own tractors because those tractors are extremely specialized and the new ones do things that the, fo that the, that the farmers need them to do. They do like they like they come out with a new tractor it's like a million or two million dollars and like a harvester and it you know separates them and has like all these weird things in it it's like it's this own little factory that you're driving over it in itself now they're getting them at the bottleneck of where you have to turn it on so there's nothing really that you can do there other than litigate you know why do i have to do this well you're using our green okay yeah it's dumb like um and but like when it comes to stuff like computers people stop if people learn how to do their own plumbing or you know uh, like make simple repairs and stuff like that then there will become more of a market for the people that know how to do stuff you'll see um less waste and people will like explore your creativity with these things like you can build your own computer you don't need to and there's like i said there's a line where um, you don't where it becomes not about this because like you don't need to build your own suit. You don't need to build your own car. It'd be cool, but like, but you should it's be able practical. To, you should be able to fix your own car. You should be able to, you know, um, mend the, the, the tear in your own suit. Um, Install your own operating system. And like, but then, the, then again, your tailor should be able to alter your suit. If he can't, for some reason, uh, you know, he doesn't have this or that. But the thing is, is that a suit and tailoring is almost immune from that because it's all you need is a needle and thread and then the skills to do it. And a good tailor, like 
if I want something changed, I will default to a good tailor over than over my own skills. But if I just need a pipe, like, but if I need to like fix a hole, that's the thing. If I, if my entire kitchen sink is, is, is foobar, like I'm going to default to a plumber. If I need to make, you know, if I just need to tighten it and, you know, just reseal it, that's going to be me. And it's the same for a car. If, if one of the, if one of the, if the, the, the back wheels straight up fall off my car, I'm not, I, I can't deal with that. It's, it's not worth my time. I'm going to take it to an expert. They're going to be like, wow, you want me to fix this? <laughs> but that's the thing. They could. Um, but if they weren't allowed to, well, just, and like even in the insurance industry, to write it off, buy a new car. No, <laughs> I don't want it. This is my car. I want this old car because it's a good car. Like I even installed a catalyzer in it. So it wasn't as, you know, pollution-y or something someone said. You could do that yourself. Um, and it's negating our freedoms to do when they do this to our, the, the tools and the things we use. But at the same time, we're letting it happen by not exercising our freedoms. And I sound like a second rights act, uh, second amendment. No, it's true. The onus is on us too to yeah. make our government do what we want them to do. They yeah. represent us. Yeah. So if we do nothing. It's just as much our fault as theirs. Yeah. So that's kind of, but awareness is the first step to know that you've been violated is the first step. <laughs> then blow your whistle. Um, yeah. Oh, that was a bad joke. I'm that was so a pretty sorry. good pun though. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I think I'm good because I'm just going to start ranting if I go any further from there. And I think everybody gets the idea. Yeah. If you, there, there are examples. so many examples of it though. Like you, you should just look around at everything in your house and look it up online and see if there's been like a right to repair issue with it. Mm. Cause I guarantee about 25% of every appliance you own has had a scandal like this at, at some point. Mm. And that goes even right down to like computer parts and, and stuff. Like I said, with x86 chips versus arm chips. Well, if you think uh, you can make it better. Or if you can, if you can, if you in your head can design something in like five seconds better than the thing that you've got in your hand, there's probably a good chance that that's happened with that technology. It's like, why did they make it like this? Oh. Yeah. Or why is this thing annoying? Oh, somebody's profiting from it. That's why. That's yeah. almost always the reason. Somebody profits from, from a dysfunction of a tool. So but, most people yeah. themselves are tools. So um, thanks for watching. If you... For this episode, uh, if you have examples of your own, put them in the chat. I'd love to hear That's them. That's a great idea. Yeah, so I'd love to hear your example of uh, the, the stuff that you've encountered like this in your own life. Especially um, open source software, if you got yes. it. Yes. So um, I love the open source movement. You got extra credit for that. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you guys next week. I want to talk about um, something a little more esoteric. I want to talk about the nature of beauty and why it is um, something we've seemed to have forgotten about. Um, and I don't know why we're rejecting it. So I want to talk about that. And in a couple of weeks, we will, I want to talk about, um, we will be bringing on a guest to explain what the heck pharmacists do and dispelling uh, myths about the pharmaceutical industry and things that aren't myths. <laughs> so, um, so stay tuned for more. Yep. Same bat time, same bat channel, even though we're not consistent with either of those. <laughs> anyway, right. thanks for watching. See you guys. Bye.